and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hello, I'm Pat Malone, and I'd like to welcome you to The Church in the Home, where we share the light of God's Word from our home to you. I know the truth of God's Word, and I believe what I heard, yeah, yeah. I believe what I heard. I believe what I heard, so I'm standing on the Word of God. Take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 6. We're going to be going over a topic that is very important uh, to a believer's life, and it's having a healthy confession. Um, It's learning how to speak to where we're health to our own selves and health to each other and and to other people. While you're turning there, uh, I wanted to bring up, there's there's something called a placebo. Does everybody know what a placebo is? A placebo is something that, like a pharmaceutical company, what they'll do is they'll get, let's just say, eight people. And they give four, and they all have the same symptoms. They all have the same opportunity with whatever is going on. And they give four people the actual drug, the drug that, you know, uh, that this pharmaceutical company has made. And then they give the other four people sugar pills or something that has no medical value, nothing that, that has any power to it at all, but they tell them it's the pill. And those people get healed just as much as the other people. In fact... That's how they get all those side effects. When they say side effects may include, uh, that's from the one, the four that don't get the side effects. They see what the side effects are of the other ones. Does everybody know what a hypochondriac is? Yes. A hypochondriac is somebody who constantly thinks they're sick or constantly freaks out about their health. Is constantly thinking, uh, uh, is believing for themselves to be. To be sick. A lot of people, what they'll do is they'll be aching, especially now in our day and time, it's even worse because you can look up WebMD and see something and it's never good. It's like, oh, my elbow kind of hurts. And it's like, don't look on WebMD to see what they're going to tell you what it is uh, because it just doesn't help your believing. Both of those are believing. Both of those are believing. Just believing. Believing in the positive is the placebo. They believe there's no power, and this is scientifically, you know, this is a scientifically proven thing. There's no power in the, the sugar. It's their belief that the sugar pill is the drug, is the pharmaceutical thing that's going to heal them, and they get healing. Same with the hypochondriac. They're, they make a big thing out of something small, and it turns into a big thing. Uh, in Luke chapter 6, in verse... 45. Luke 6, 45. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So what you put into your heart, the treasures are thoughts. What, they, the, what you think about, you'll say. If you want to know where somebody's heart is, You just listen to the words that they say. I want to uh, read you a little excerpt from the Blue Book. Now it's on my, I'm able to, I just took a little screenshot of it. It's in 
The Bible Tells Me So by Victor Paul Werewolf. And it's the synchronized life. I just want to read you the first paragraph. It says, Whatever a person believes is directly reflected in what he confesses. What a person confesses in his innermost being is what he brings into manifestation in his life. If a person goes through life confessing that he has great need, he will definitely have great need. If he confesses sickness, he will continue to be sick and afflicted because of the law that what one believes in the depth of his soul absolutely appears in his life. So it goes well. It goes with what that was just saying. You know, it says, uh, "Out of the abundance of the of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." Take your Bible and turn to Proverbs chapter eighteen. We're going to be kind of looking at and reminding you, if you haven't if you haven't thought about it in a while, or just if you've never heard it, words are powerful. Words are super, super important and super powerful. Proverbs chapter 18, and in verse 21, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, of what we say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. You ever heard that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones? What, what does it say? But words will never hurt me. Well, that's a lie. The Word of God says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. What we say can bring death to people's life or bring life to people's life, can help them or hurt them, can build them up or tear them down. And you're, you're doing one or the other with your words. It's a constant um, endeavor to build people up with your words. Turn to Proverbs chapter 12. We'll be in Proverbs for a little bit because it talks about the tongue and the mouth and, and uh, our words a lot in Proverbs. Proverbs 12, in verse 18, it says, there is, there is a man that speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the, lips, but the tongue of the wise is health. There are people, I don't know if you've ever been around somebody, that their words cut to the bone. They cut you and they make you not feel the best. But there are those people that are wise, and they, it says that the tongue of the wise is health. You know, so those words with wisdom behind them, with knowledge and the right application of knowledge, are health to you. Can help be health to if it's just yourself or to other people. Turn to Proverbs chapter 16. Proverbs 16 in verse 23. It says, The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Now, everybody, when they grow in the Word, it's one of the things that happens to you is your vocabulary starts to change. Your vocabulary and the way you say things changes. Like, for instance, uh, we endeavor to not say we have a problem, but we have an opportunity. So if you have a you know, a health opportunity, it's an opportunity to believe God. And so you've changed your vocabulary because you want those words to be positive. You want those words to be really push, putting, uh, putting things in the positive light. You, 
a person as you get in the Word as well and as you want to be wise in the Word will think about the profit of words. Words that have profit and, and try to avoid words that have no profit, especially when it comes to being healthy, having a healthy confession. There are words that aren't profitable. If you think about, it says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth in Ephesians. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I'll finish the next verse, or the end of that verse as we keep going. It says, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. It's available to build up with your words and have your words be uh, like a medicine, like a honeycomb says, uh, pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the bones. Then it says, there are, is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Now there are things that people, traps that people fall into that when you, they seem right. It seems right. Like a lot of people, complaining is one of the biggest things. People think it's right and they think it's one of those things. And I, I'd like to bring to attention the Shittimite woman. When she, her, so what happens is the man of God blesses this woman who has blessed her, who, who, who she has blessed him with a son. She ends up having a son. And this son is working in the field one day and then he dies. He dies, literally dies. He goes, oh, my head, and he dies. And what she does is she takes his body and she puts it on the man of God's bed. She had built like a little apartment for him, and that's part of the reason why you know, she was blessed with this child and all this stuff. And then what she does is she, she's about to hightail, you know, she's about to get, get over to that man of God, and her husband says, hey, what are you doing? She goes, oh, I'm going to the man of God. And she, he says, it's not a special occasion, like, why are you going? Is everything okay? And she says, it shall be well, is what she says. She does not tell him, yeah, Johnny's dead. She doesn't tell him anything because it's just not profitable at that time. And her believing is if she can get to that man of God, that he can heal the, the son, obviously, because that's what happens. But then the next thing, she's, she tells the guy that's, that's driving the horse, she says, don't even stop, just keep going, unless I say, hey, I need a little break or whatever, you just keep going and keep going and keep going. And then they get there, and the man of God sends his servant, and the servant says, is everything okay? And she goes, it is well. And the man of God knows it's not well, but then when she comes to him, she goes, "Why would you, you know, this is what happened, this is what happened. And it's a great lesson in understanding learning what's profitable. There are those things that we can bring to, it's always profitable to bring those concerns, cares, worries, fears to God. It's always profitable to say, God, I'm, I'm tired and I I'm, and I'm, don't feel well and all this stuff is going on, but it's, it's usually not very profitable to say to other people. Depending, you know, and there's those times where, you, don't, you know, you're telling your doctor, your doctor's like, okay, you came, you came to me, what do, you, what do you need? And you just say, it is well, nothing's wrong with me. No, you have to, you see where it's the profit. What is the profit? What's the benefit? Is it profit in telling these things? Uh, and it was profitable, obviously, to tell that man of God because then he went and he, he healed the boy. 
The other thing that's important to, that I uh, usually, you, you, you catch yourself in, uh, in a daily, you know, uh, just in a daily situation at the store or at work or whatever, is somebody sneezes. And they say, oh, you must be coming down with something. That's, you know, has anybody ever had that situation happen? Uh, I have it happen all the time. Oh, it's that time of year. That, you must be coming down with something. Well, the Word of God, that little boy was dead, and then he is, his body began to wax warm, and then he sneezed seven times. <laughs> so the sneezing was he was alive. It showed that he was alive. So when everybody, anybody ever says that, I say, oh, no, that just means I'm alive. So that you're not confessing those negatives. You're not falling into the rut of the world because those are things where you can pierce like a sword. Those words are piercing. But you want to be, have those words of health, those words of life, um, those, those wise words. Okay. The other thing is there's things that seem right, but the end thereof are the ways of death. A lot of people will, bl- will not know that it's God's will for them to be healthy. Not know that it's God's will. And it's always profitable to say what God says, what God's will says. Well, you know, how are you feeling? Man, you know, by His stripes I was healed. By Jesus Christ's stripes I was healed. Or, you know, uh, it's God's will for me to be healed, to, to be healthy, to prosper. That's God's will. Uh, and those kind of things because that's the truth. Not confessing that, well, God's testing me or God's showing me something or trying to humble me and that kind of stuff, which we know is erroneous. But those kind of things keep, keep you from getting the, he- the healing that God has made available. Proverbs chapter 17, so the next chapter, and in verse 22, it says, a merry heart does good like a what? Medicine. Like a medicine. A merry heart does good like a medicine. You ever heard of laughter's the best medicine? You know, it's like when you're joyful, when you when you're, have that merry heart, that glad heart. Um, it's like a medicine. It's like a medicine. It says, but a, a broken spirit dries the bone. So when you have that merry heart, what's going to come out of your mouth if your heart is merry? Merry words. So the words and the, your mouth, and your confession, and your heart are, are together. So you can, as you put those things on in your mind, those thoughts, those treasures on in your mind that are good, that are godly, that are from above, you'll have that perspective change and your words will change as well. And people need love. You know, when you speak the truth in love is what it says in Ephesians, you know, that's, it. that's so important. It's always profitable to love. It's always profitable to walk in the love of God and to want your words to have the love of God as the motivation behind the words, especially when you're with yourself and you're, you're not feeling well and you want to feel better, or when you're with other people, people need love. They don't need to be beat up, especially if you're being attacked from the inside. You know, you got something going on, you don't need to be attacked from the outside. You need to be loved. And that's that, that part of that merry heart, doing good like a medicine. Uh, and verse 13, or chapter 13, rather. Chapter 13 of Proverbs. It's uh, in verse 17. 
in the latter part of it, it says, a faithful ambassador is health. A faithful ambassador is what? Health. Is health. Now, I don't know about you, but that faithful ambassador, uh, I, I'll say this, the, the definition for ambassadors I think is really important to know. It says, one who is sent represents the one who sent him and re, re, relays the message verbatim. Relays the message verbatim. I don't know about you, but I love hearing the word from people. I love it, when, especially if I'm not feeling well, especially if I need that. That faithful ambassador is health. You ever known somebody that you knew you could call them up or you knew that if you talked to them, they'd speak the word to you? They wouldn't talk about you know, the stuff that wouldn't help you. They, would, they wouldn't pierce you like a sword, but they'd speak the word to you and they would give you that health, that faithful ambassador. And that's an important thing to be that, to have that in your life, to have people like that and endeavor to be that. It's really uh, a, great, uh, a great thing to, to aspire to. You know, speaking the word in love and loving people, having that faithfulness and having that wisdom of what to say, it really is helpful. If you've ever had somebody speak the, the word faithfully and out of the love of God and they had the right words every time, it's just healthy. It's just so healing. We would turn to Psalm 107. Psalm 107, and in verse 20, it says, He sent His what? Word. Word and what? Healed them and delivered them from their destructions. God sent His Word, and that Word of God is healing. Just the Word of God itself is healing. Uh, there was a, one of the advances that I went to one time, there was a guy who went to the advance before, the year before, and he had been in Iraq, and he had, his eardrum had been blown out, and he, it was totally, he had no hearing in his ear at all, in one of his ears. And he went, and he just went to this advance and heard the Word, and his ear just got healed just by hearing the Word. He didn't get ministered to. He didn't get prayed for. They weren't even talking about healing necessarily. He just his, his temperature of believing got rose up, and the Word of God itself healed him. Because God sent His Word and healed us. And there's different things you can do and, and get in the practice of doing whether so that you can be that faithful ambassador and have that, you know... Uh, have that those words that'll help people is ha, you know having teachings that you listen to coming to fellowship and learning learning the word of God through that but we have the teaching re-listening to teachings that we have here that we've done through the Facebook and the YouTube page by listening to God's word songs it's really important because you're saying the word a, a good uh, godly song like Brian Bliss or Lisa Tracy those songs are really you're singing the Word of God. You're singing very great things, and that's what you're saying, and you're getting it in your heart, and you're believing it, and it's just this great cycle to be in. Reading the Word, of course. Reading the Word and being in the habit of reading it. Listening to it. I mean, nowadays, we have, on my phone, I can listen to it, you know, a dramatic reading of the Word. I actually, a believer sent me a CD book, uh, case of James Earl Jones speaking the Word. So I have like Darth Vader speaking the word to me. I mean, 
you know, it's just a, it's an amazing thing to have to have all these. You can have somebody read it to you while you're driving, you know, and and you can have it read it while you're you know in the morning if you're doing something where you can't be reading, you're listening to the word, and that word is healing. There's also things like uh, eternally blessed, eternally blessed, the archives. And when I was working on this teaching, I looked up on eternallyblessed.org and, I, and you look on the archive page and you just type health or healing. And there's like 50 teachings on, on health and healing. So, I mean, especially when you're not feeling well or especially when you're trying to help somebody who's not feeling well, you want to be working your mind on the healing and believing in that area of life. Turn to Psalm 103. Psalm 103 is an amazing psalm, and we're not going to go through it, but this is one that whenever I'm not feeling 100%, I'll listen to this. I'll listen to Psalm 103 on my phone, or I'll read it, or I'll listen to teachings on it, and that kind of stuff. It's really just an amazing psalm. And it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all thine iniquities, who what? Healeth all thy diseases. God, His will is for us to be healed, to be whole, to be made whole. That's His will. And God can heal us. And God, you know, it's, He's designed life. He's designed our bodies to heal themselves. The very nature of our bodies. If you had got a splinter and your body wasn't designed to heal itself and get that splinter out and get that cause out, you would die from a splinter. You know, because your body wouldn't be able to fight off that, that whatever, that, that foreign uh, matter. But your body, you know, all these white blood, white blood vessels, they come up and they, they push that thing out. And your immune system kicks in and then, you know, you're, so you don't get hurt. One of the things that, uh, in, in talking about changing our vocabulary, that also when I first really started learning about healing, about the healing that God made available, is... You know, most people, they get to a first aid kit. is like where you get Band-Aids and medicine and all that stuff. But first aid for believers is actually going directly to God. Is actually going directly to God. Like the Apostle Paul, there's a time where he picks up a bundle of, of sticks and a viper latches onto his hand. And there's no believers around to pray for him. There's no doctors. He just goes like this, shakes it off. He believed the word big enough. He was, his temperature was that high to where... He shook it off. He didn't feel any pain. And the people thought he was like going to die and thought he was a murderer because of this. And then he doesn't die. He doesn't swell. Nothing bad even happens to him. And then they start thinking he's a god. So, you know, but he went straight to God. He was able to believe God for that healing. Uh, second aid is going to believers. Going to believers and getting uh, prayed for, getting ministered to, to get that believing up to where you're, you're healed. And third aid is going to the third aid kit or to the doctor and that kind of stuff. All of those is so you can get healed. God wants you healed. That's God's will. That is God's will. But it is available to get healed directly from God. It is available to get healed from believers praying and ministering to you. And it's available to get healed from a doctor. When I was... uh, So the... One of the uh, sickest I'd ever been in my life. I was traveling the country, and I was—I was—it was a situation where I was uh, 
it was it was not a good situation. I really practiced the. I learned some of these principles. and I put them into application. I never forgot them. Uh, it was the time where Grace would know it's when I had underwear on my head uh, because I had. It, I you know Mary Hart does good like a medicine, and that kept the that kept the heat in and all that stuff. And and I I had a I had this fever that I couldn't. Anyway, I was re- it was uh, exactly, and everybody else had a good time, uh, but I, I had the, it, it just was, it, I was under the weather very bad, and I was, I couldn't eat anything, and I was feverish, and I couldn't, bre- this fever wouldn't break for like days and days and days, and what I did was, I just cranked the word up, I just cranked the word of God up, and I put that word of God you know, I listened to it when I was sleeping. I listened to it when I was awake. I would just, I would listen to teachings, listen to, listen to reading specifically on the healing that God's made available, listening to the word being t- read, listening to teachings, listening to, you know, all those kind of things because I couldn't even read the word. I was just so under, I was so sick and I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get out of bed and I couldn't do those things. But what I did was I just kept listening to that word and listening to that word. And there was something that Dr. Rural was listening to a teaching on healing. And he said, he said something and it was about confession and it was about believing. And I got healed after he said it. He said, I could be so sick that you have to hold me up with a stick. And I would still tell you that God's will is for me to be healed. And that moment, my fever broke and I was, I was all better. Like that moment, that instant, my believing was there to where I said, that's right. God's will is for me to be healed, and I was healed. And it was, a, it was instantaneous, and it was miraculous. It took a little bit for my believing to get to that point, but I did get that healing. I did manifest that healing, you know, and I was able to take the underwear off my head, and I was all good. Um, no, I knew that she'd get a kick out of that. Take your Bible and turn to Romans chapter 10. The greatest healing that I know is the new birth is what happens when somebody gets born again and when somebody renews their mind to what they have when they're born again. Romans chapter 10. Here's a confession that's really great. Uh, This is a confession that gives somebody eternal life. In chapter 10, verse 9, it says, "...that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved." And the word saved means sozo. It means made whole. Spiritually, we were not, we had no, didn't have spirit. We were dead. And then we're made whole when we believe Jesus is Lord and God raised Him from the dead. And the healing that's behind that, that can happen on that, at that very instance, uh, is amazing. And then what happens when you renew your mind to what that means, to all that you have. It's important to understand that there's a difference between truths and facts. It may be a fact that you have a cold or that you have something more like cancer. You know, that's a fact. But the truth is that Jesus Christ paid for that healing. He made available that healing through his broken body and forgiveness of sins through his shed blood and made available what we have because of that. All the spiritual things. It says, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay, and then it says in verse 14, How then shall, we, how shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him whom they, of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they, be sent except they be, how shall they preach except they be sent? 
As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. How do you confess this, Romans 10, 9 and 10? Somebody had to speak it to you. Somebody had to tell it to you. And it reminds me when it talks about how beautiful are the feet of those uh, of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. It says that our feet are to be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, meaning we're to, to train ourselves to speak the word, train ourselves to have that gospel of peace, that gospel of deliverance, that thing that's going to really help somebody, really make somebody whole, and really heal somebody. That spiritual healing that's available with the new birth and that physical healing that is a, can manifest from that is amazing. So there's those facts that, okay, you may have this going on, this opportunity, but the truth is more real. The truth behind it is more real. And as you understand the truth and, and manifest it or, and believe it, it'll manifest in your life and you'll see that healing. In verse, uh, verse 17, it says, So then faith or believing comes by hearing and hearing by what? The Word of God. You hear the Word of God. That's how you get that believing to be built up in your, in your mind and in your life. And as you hear it, and as you put it on your heart, it'll come out of your mouth. And as it comes out of your mouth, it'll go into your heart. And then it's just this great cycle. It's this great, wonderful cycle. I, I'll finish with a, an analogy. Has anybody ever boiled water? Yes. So when you boil water, if you have a pot and you have water, what do you need? What else do you need? Heat of some sort. Now, a gas stove is really great. God blessed us with a gas stove, so you can just crank that thing up. You could turn it on low, and it'll boil after a while, but it takes a long time. Or you can crank the heat up really high, and it boils really fast, and it starts bubbling over, and that's likened unto when you get your mind in that Word and get your head in that Word and listen to the Word, and that believing grows, and then it bubbles over into the manifestation of what you're doing. So then you have, uh, have you ever taken a, a boiling pot off of the heat and put it to the side for maybe a minute? And then you put it right back on the heat and it boils right, it, it, it stops boiling and then it boils right again. So these are things that you can do to boil that pot over, to have that believing and have that manifest that uh, healthy, uh, healthy confession in your life. Thank you. Me down, the word is on my mind.